the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Church of the Redeemer in Gatorsburg, Maryland. Welcome to Practical Living with Dale O'Shield, Senior Pastor of Church of the Redeemer in Maryland. We pray that through this message, you will learn how to apply God's Word and truth to your life. Stay with us as we discover God's truths that will transform us. It's been said that in life, to be successful, you need at least two things. You need roots and you need wings. I think as parents, we all are aware of the fact that when you're raising your children, you want to give them good roots as a good sense of faith and establishment in their relationship with God and their character, that they're rooted and grounded. But you also want to give them wings, the ability to dream, the ability to think about a better future, to think about how they can soar forward in life. And it's true for all of us, our good Heavenly Father loving us, wants to give us a good set of roots, that we have good rootedness in our relationship with Him and our relationships with other people, but also to allow us to have the wings that will allow us to rise and to fly, if you will, to soar forward in life. In this series, we're going to be focusing on the wings. We're going to talk about how you and I can get the wings that will enable us to soar, and we'll address the things that may be holding us back, keeping us from taking that journey upward, and some attitudes that can adjust us on that journey. But today, I want to lay a foundation for us. I want to share with you four truths that will help us to begin this process, some things that you need to think about, I need to think about today, that will help us to begin this journey upward together. And the first thing I want to remind you of today and the first important point I will share with you this morning is that God is calling you higher. If there's a high call of God in your life, if I were to ask you to describe the level of your life right now, how would you describe it? For some of you, you perhaps would say, you know, pastor, right now my life is it's okay and I'm just sort of existing Others of you might say, well, I'm just barely surviving. It feels like I'm holding on by a thread, and it seems as though that thread is going to break at any moment. There are others of you that feel like the thread is already broken, and you're slipping southward, if you will, that life is going in the wrong direction. But God designed you not just to exist. God designed you certainly not just to survive, but God designed you to thrive. God designed you to progressively move upward in life, to move forward in your relationship with Him and with one another. And sometimes that's hard for us to grasp. It's hard for us to imagine because we know ourselves so well. When you think about your own life, I'm sure if you're like me, I sort of think of, my, of, of myself in very ordinary terms. I, I don't think that maybe my life could be any better. I'm sure that there are times that you feel that way also, that you feel as though maybe your life is restricted, limited in some ways, and maybe your life is not really that significant or that important, but God views your life very differently. God views your life from the standpoint of a life that is designed to soar, designed to go to higher levels. God did not design you to be a turkey. God didn't design you to be a pigeon. God didn't design you to be a vulture. God designed you to be an eagle. 
And I want to take you to a few passages in the Bible that point out this call of God to a higher level, that God is calling you, not someone else. God is calling you to a higher level of living. Listen to Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31. But those who hope in the Lord or trust in the Lord or wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. Notice this. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Would you circle the phrase there? They will soar on wings like eagles. God designed you to soar. Psalm 3, verse 3. Would you read this together with me aloud and loudly? Here we go. But you, Lord, are a shield around me, my glory, the one who lifts my head high. God is the lifter of your life. God never puts you down. God always lifts you up. Philippians chapter 3, verse 14, Paul talking about his own life and his own future and how he viewed his, his life to come and, and his relationship with God. He said, I press toward the goal for the prize. Notice this, of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. It was not a downward call. It was an upward call. And then again in Colossians 3, verse 2, we're given this admonition, set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. What do all these verses have in common? They all talk about us going higher, going upward, moving to a new level, if you will. God is calling you today to a higher level of living. And every time you get a call, you have to choose what you will do with that call. God is extending the call to you today. He has a higher calling, an upward calling for your life. The second thing, great things happen when you go higher with God. God wants you to go higher. He's calling you higher for a reason. I want you to think with me for a moment about the miracle of flight. Let's talk about an airplane just for a moment. I don't know a lot about flying. I'm not a pilot. Actually, I've never even been, I guess maybe one time been in the cockpit of a plane, but but I don't know a lot about it, but I'm always impressed by airplanes. I like to watch them take off and land. It's always intriguing to me because you have this massive piece of equipment, huge thing that weighs multiple tons, loaded down with cargo and passengers and luggage and all kind of things. And to see that airplane take off down the runway and at a certain point, the wheels begin to lift off the runway and it begins to ascend into the sky. It's amazing to think about the fact that that airplane will get you to a destination a lot faster and will take you farther than you'll ever go on your own. And the same is true when it comes to your own life, that when you begin to soar, you're able to go farther in life than you ever dreamed possible, and you're able to get there faster than you ever dreamed possible, because there's something called a flight, a soaring with God. When you get to a new level, you're able to move further, faster. There's a new altitude, a new perspective that God brings to your life. And all through the pages of Scripture, you see God taking people, very ordinary people, people like you you and me. Let's take a look at a few examples. Matthew chapter 4, beginning in verse 18. As Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the lake for they were, what were they? Fishermen. Please notice that. Here are two guys, Andrew, Peter, they're brothers. They have a fishing business. Now, if you lived in the northern portion of Galilee back in those days, this was not an unusual occupation. Many people were fishermen. These are very ordinary people, people with ordinary jobs. 
They're not unique people. They're people that have names, if you will, just as we do, just ordinary people. And here they are out fishing one day. And here comes Jesus, verse 19, come follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. Jesus said, come on and let's take your life to a new level. Come on and follow me. And I'm going to cause you to fish in a way like you've never fished before. Instead of fishing for fish, I'm going to cause you to fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father, Zebedee, preparing their nets. Jesus called them, and immediately they left the boat, their boat, and their father, and followed him. Dear ones, notice this. There are four guys here, Andrew, Peter, James, and John, very ordinary people just like you. No different than you. Ordinary jobs. An ordinary kind of life. But Jesus comes along and says, I want to take you to a higher level of living. And think about what happened in the lives of Matthew, of, 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 of Peter and Andrew, James and John. Their, life, their lives were lifted to an entirely new level so that even 2,000 years later, we're still talking about four guys that started out as fishermen. But Jesus lifted their life and took them farther and faster than they ever dreamed possible. In Acts chapter 2, verses 38 through 41, you see Peter and what his life starts to become as he's answered this call. Peter replied, this is the day of Pentecost. The Holy Spirit's been outpoured. Peter begins to preach this Pentecost message. He replied, Peter, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. With many other words, he warned them and pleaded with them, save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Those who accepted his message were baptized and about three thousand were added to their number that day. This is a guy who just a few years earlier, he was fishing for fish, and now he's a part of a harvest of 3,000 people coming into the kingdom of God. See, great things happen when you answer the call. In Acts chapter 4, verse 13, we see Peter and John and how they're described in very ordinary terms. Notice what happens here. When they, the religious leaders of the day, when they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, what's the next word there? Ordinary men, not extraordinary, ordinary men. These religious leaders, they were astonished and they took note. The only thing they could say about these guys, these men have been with Jesus, okay? When you're with Jesus, something happens. It takes your life to an entirely new level. Timothy experienced this. Timothy was brought into the ministry at a very young age to help the Apostle Paul on his missionary journeys. And I want you to notice what happened when Timothy answered the call, when he went, took his life to a new level. For this reason, Paul writes to Timothy and says, I remind you to fan and to flame or to stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying out of my hands, Paul says, for the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. Paul says, Timothy, when you answered the call, God took you as an ordinary young man. He came into your life. His spirit entered into you, and you no longer have a spirit of fear, but God has given you the spirit of power and love and of self-discipline. That's the difference that God makes in a person's life. Timothy was radically changed because he answered the call. Great things happen, miraculous things happen when you're willing to go higher with God. Dear ones, God is calling you today. The third thing I want to share with you today is that going higher is a personal choice. 
We all personally choose as to whether we will live a low life or a high life. You answer the call or you refuse to answer the call. Most of you know that I've been around the church for any length of time. I enjoy taking uh, trips to Israel, taking people with me to Israel for uh, the journey of, of the Holy Land, being able to see the land of the Bible, the place where Je- places where Jesus walked. And one of my favorite places to take people is down near the Dead Sea. It's a place called Masada. Masada, if you know anything about history, I don't need to have time today to talk to you about the history of Masada. It was built by King Herod. It's an amazing fortress that uh, rises above the Dead Sea about 1,300 feet massive mountain and fortress that's built there. But to get to the top of Masada, you have one of two choices. You can take the path, there's a little path there, or you can take mode of transportation called a cable car. And this, a massive quick rise to the top. And every time that I take people to Masada, we gather around in the place where you will load onto the cable cars. And I usually will have a conversation with people. I'll say something like this. We're going up to the top of Masada. Masada is a gorgeous, fantastic place. It's amazing what you'll see there, what King Herod built as a part of this. However, if you're not comfortable going, you don't have to go. You can stay here in the coffee shop. You can hang out here. You don't have to take the journey. Because I realize that for a lot of people to get on the cable car, and to try to take that ascent up. The heights just really affect them in certain ways. So I give them permission not to go. And inevitably, there are people who will say to me, thank you, pastor. I think I'll have a cup of coffee, okay? (laughs) And some of them will say, not going to go. And and that's okay. I understand that. But I also understand something else. They're going to miss some sights that everybody else sees. They're going to miss some views that everybody else will have the opportunity of experiencing because you have to take the journey to get to the top. You have to take the route if you're going to get there. And sometimes in life, we're not willing to take the route. We're not willing to take the journey. And there is this journey up that is a personal choice. And sometimes in life, what happens is we want to make all the excuses for why we can't get to the top. And I want to remove some of those excuses today. Some folks will say, you know what? Well, maybe, maybe God is not willing to help me. It seems like God wants to help other people, but I'm not sure he will really help me. Let me tell you something. God is not your problem. God is your solution, okay? God is not against you. God is for you. And if God will do it for somebody else, he'll do it for you. If God will get somebody else to the top, he'll get you to the top. Don't you ever think that God is some respecter of persons, that God loves somebody else more than he loves you. No, God doesn't love other people more than he loves you. He loves all of his children the same. You're just as special to God as anyone else. God is for you. God is not against you. Okay? So God is not your problem. God is your solution. He is your helper. He is for you. Some folks will say, you know, pastor, I could make it to the top if it weren't for all those other people in my life. You just don't know who I'm married, pastor. Okay? I married a pigeon. I married a vulture. And you expecting me to fly like an eagle while I'm hanging around with this turkey? And we have this excuse of saying, you know what, I'd like to go to the top, but you just don't know the people that are around me. Let me tell you something. No matter who is around you and what voices are around you and who are, who, what folks are against you, what God says about you and what God is able to do for you is greater than anything anyone else could do against you, okay? There's no excuse there, okay? 
So if God's not against you, he's for you. And if other people can't hold you back because God will help you, well, maybe there's another excuse that people will use. And indeed there is. Well, pastor, you just know the circumstances of my life. You don't know my environment that I come from. I could really ascend if if I had more advantages in my life. Let me tell you something. God is able to overcome any circumstance that is negative in your life, any environment that seems to be holding you down. God, with his grace and power, is able to break through all of that and enable you to lift higher, okay? Don't you ever say that your circumstances are going to hold you back. Don't you ever say my environment is going to hold me down. God is bigger than your circumstances, and God is bigger than your environment, okay? He's bigger than that, okay? He's greater than that in your life. Listen to this passage of Scripture. Romans chapter 8, verses 35 through 39. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword as it is written? For your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced, that's a very strong word in the original language, persuaded. You can't change my mind about this. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Can you say amen to that today? Amen. The going higher is a personal choice, but I'll tell you this. If you'll align yourself with God, he'll help you overcome the only thing that can keep you from rising higher. You know, the only thing that can keep you from going higher and that one thing is you. You're the only person that can keep you from rising to the level that God has for you. But if you'll align yourself with God and you'll adjust your attitudes, as we'll talk about in a moment, I promise you this, that God will enable you to overcome you and anything else that might hold you back so that you can rise to a new level of living. The last thing I want to share with you today is that life takeoffs, rising higher, going to a new level require a runway. Aligning yourself with God with the right attitudes is what helps you overcome and helps you rise. It gets you off the ground It's this alignment that I want to talk about because the alignment is your runway. You have to line up with God. And as you line up with God, especially when it comes to your attitudes, then what happens is there's this runway that allows you to accelerate to overcome the weights that are holding you back. Let's go back to the airplane analogy for a moment. When an airplane gets ready to take off, the pilot pulls it around to the runway And if you've ever noticed a runway before, there's a center line on the runway, and that pilot lines up that center tire with that runway and begins to accelerate. There's thrust. The engines are revved up, and the engines begin to to form the power, and then before long, the movement of the plane starts occurring, and then there's the acceleration, and then there's that moment when their wheels up, wheels come up. And once the wheels come up, there's this, this miracle, if you will, of aerodynamics that happens. It's still incredible to think about to me. This massive, weighty piece of equipment with all these people on it, all this luggage and cargo on it, rises. And not just for a moment. It doesn't just rise and then back down. It rises and continues to rise. 
to 10 and 15 and 20 and 25 and 30 and 35 and 40,000 feet in the air toward its destination. By reason of the principle of aerodynamics, it, it, those principles enable it to overcome the weight that would hold it back. Are you hearing me today? Every one of us have weights in our life that want to keep us grounded. Habits that we have in our life that just wants to, they want to hold us down and keep us grounded, okay? The devil would like nothing more than to keep you on the ground for the rest of your life. But God says, I want to help you to align with me. I want you to get to that center part of that runway. I want you to accelerate your life with me in such a way there will come a moment that as you're accelerating with me, that there's going to be a lift moment. And when there's that lift moment, you know, it's not, you're not going to go back to what things were. You're just going to continue to rise to new levels of living in me, okay? And break through to new levels of living. And by the way, when you rise to new levels of living, your perspective of life changes radically. Everything changes when you get airborne. Now, what is it that allows us to do that? Listen closely. The runway that will allow you to take off and to soar in life, it has to do with your attitudes, okay? It's lining up your thinking with God's thinking. If you don't think the way God thinks about you and about your world, then you're going to think either the way you think or the way the world around you thinks, and you're not going to be able to soar. And so God designed us to set our minds on things above, right, okay? And so once we adjust our attitudes so that we are thinking the way God wants us to think, in that thought process, it aligns us with how God thinks. It puts us in alignment with Him. And when you and I are in alignment with God, we're able to soar and experience the wings God designed for us to experience. Now, Peter writes about this. The Apostle Peter writes about this in 2 Peter chapter 1. So I want you to go there with me on your your notes there. I want to read what it says because this is all about your attitudes, right? Look at what it says. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness and to goodness knowledge and to knowledge self-control and to self-control perseverance and to perseverance godliness and to godliness mutual affection or one translation says kindness and to mutual affection or kindness love. Now notice verse number eight, very important. For if you possess these qualities in what kind of measure? Building up momentum, adding speed, increasing measure. They will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. If you possess these attitudes, these qualities, and they're increasing, that you're building momentum, you're building forward thrust, you're moving down the runway in increasing measure, they will keep you from being a turkey. They'll keep you from staying on the ground. They'll keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So if you possess these qualities, these attitudes, attitudes, what are they? Well, we have to go back to verses 5, 6, and 7 to discover what he's talking about. Let me give you the eight qualities that are listed here, and I'll define them for you as we go through them. First of all, faith. You've got to have faith if you're going to soar. Amen? 
Then goodness is about your response to life, your responsibility in life. So your attitude of responsibility. And then knowledge. To have knowledge, you have to have a very important attitude called humility and hunger. We'll talk about humility and hunger and why that's critical to you soaring in life. And then self-control. Self-control is how to say yes to the right things in your life and how to say no to the wrong things in your life. It's an attitude of controlling yourself appropriately. Perseverance, that's having the right amount of grit that'll get you through the challenge of life. You've got to have, the, you gotta have a gritty attitude to make it. And then there, to this perseverance or grit, you add godliness. I'm going to talk to you about the spirit of reverence in your life. And now if you live your life in a worshipful way, how it lifts your life to an entirely new level. And then to that godliness or reverence, mutual affection or kindness, how the development of an attitude of kindness will enable you to soar. And then ultimately that you're soaring with the attitude of love. How do you know if you love, you can get over all kinds of things. You can fly above all kinds of stuff in life if you know how to love. Amen? Amen? Eight attitudes that will take your life to the next level. So I want to challenge you. If you're saying, I want to go to the next level, let me challenge you. Stay with us through this process as we take one by one each of these attitudes and talk about how you and I can develop them in our lives. Because when you do, you accelerate your life in increasing measure so you can soar and become the person God wants you to be. But hear the call today. What is the call? The call is, God says to you, it's ringing right now in your soul. The call is, will you go to a new level? Perhaps as you have been listening to today's broadcast, you felt a stirring in your heart, something that reminded you that you need to get something right in your life with God. The first way to start in that journey with God is to open your heart to Jesus Christ, to make Him the Lord of your life to turn over all your life to Him. And that begins with a very simple prayer. I want to lead you in that prayer right now. And it's a prayer that you can pray right where you are. Say these words, Jesus, I invite you into my life today to forgive me of all my sins. I need you. I want you. I want you to take charge of my life. Be my Lord and Savior in Jesus' name. Now, if you just prayed that prayer with me, I want to encourage you with a promise from God's word that says, when we call on God's name, when we call on the name of his son, Jesus, there is salvation that is brought to our lives. He changes us from the inside out. And the Bible says that if any person is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things pass away. Behold, all things become new. And that's what's happened to you today as you've opened your heart to Christ. Let me encourage you. You need to take the next step. The next step is to make sure that you get into a good Bible-believing church where you're studying God's Word and make sure you get a copy of God's Word and begin to read it. Spend some time each day in prayer. You've been listening to the teaching ministry of Practical Living with Dale O'Shield, Senior Pastor of Church of the Redeemer in Maryland. If you would like more information, please visit our website at church-redeemer.org. May God bless you and make you a blessing. This is Hugh Hewitt for... Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn... 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.